0: what's your favorite type of meat? My favorite type. Like favorite cut maybe. My favorite cut of meat would have to be, I think, a filet. I like eating the whole thing. I like being able to smash the whole thing. I always like that too. New York York strip steak is really good. I like to smash the whole thing of that, especially the certified Piedmontese. Yeah, when it comes to the
1: Piedmontese, um, you know, I don't know if I've had everything that they have, but I've had a good wide variety of stuff. And uh, I
0: got to say that bravette. Am, am I saying oh, that right? Bavette steak. Bavette. There we go. As long as you cut across the grain, against the grain. So here's. It's probably here's, the best steak they have. Here's what I did.
1: You know, people get all upset about what you do with your meat, but they should mind their own business. Huh. What I do with the uh, bavette is I chop it up with scissors and I throw it in a pan, and it comes out amazing. See, when people don't understand the advantage, like somebody would have a heart attack if you were to cut up a ribeye with scissors and and cook it, but it comes out so good. You can eat the whole thing every time because you can cut up some of the weird tissue Mm -hmm. that gets to be a little bit weird. But with this bavette, it was so tender. It was so good. It was like a filet, but it's super lean. I love, I absolutely love it. I just threw some salt on there. Cooked it in some bacon grease and
0: I was good to go. It was amazing. A beef strip loin is amazing too because you can cut that into like about ten New York strip steaks. So if you now have, you now you lying, bro. <laughs> well, if you're gonna have like a big barbecue or something, it's best to get a, a beef strip loin. It's a hundred and something dollars, but it's a big piece of meat. You know, it's like six pounds or five and a half pounds. Mm. And I cut that up into New York strips, mm. and those are amazing. And you can eat the whole thing. And they also have that big strip of fat. Across the back, which is really nice. And then you have a ninja, right? I have a ninja foodie grill, which I think is the best. It's the biggest game changer of the carnivore diet for me because I'm single. I live by myself and I have to cook every meal. And cooking every meal gets to be a pain in the ass. But with this ninja foodie grill, most things take about just 10 minutes. Uh, describe it to us. Like, do you put something into like a compartment or an oven or is it just like a little grill? It's like a – so um, – it's got a lid, so it's kind of like uh, it opens up and you put your steak inside of mm. it. And what it, you, you need to let it warm up. So it warms up for about 10 minutes, and then it gets to 500 degrees, which is nice because it'll give you a nice sear. Then you put the meat in there, close it down. And just let it crank. And it goes, you know. Is a timer from, or
1: something? Or is it like. Yeah. No, it's all set up. eyeball it. It, know, it, tell,
0: it tells you exactly how to cook everything. But uh. I put a three pound tri-tip in there yesterday. Two and a half pound tri-tip. I put it in there for 10 minutes with the lid, you know, lid closed, 10 minutes, boom. And then I took it out and I just let it rest for about 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. And it just came out absolutely perfect. And it was kind of like cold. I like it not cold but i like it when it's not super super hot and so i sliced it up after it was done resting and it was so juicy and flavorful it's amazing it's on my instagram you Mm. can check it out
1: yeah i think uh you know knowing knowing what kind of meat to get a hold of is is really important like just knowing like where to shop for it where to go for it um and that can be inconvenient you know you go to the grocery store like I have nugget down the street from me and it's, it's nice to have that there. And they have, they have Piedmontese stuff, but they don't have everything all the time. But like we're, you know, you're the one that set us up with Piedmontese and it's just great to have them uh, shipping stuff to our front door. We don't need the inconvenience of being at the grocery store and then seeing other food sometimes. You know why?
0: When you first start dieting, it can be tough. Why I found Piedmontese is I was at the store. And like these steaks look so good. And I just asked the guy, what's the difference? I keep seeing this here all the yeah. time. He goes, Oh, this one has about half the fat. Yeah. And I said, That's got to taste terrible. The guy goes, No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. He's like, It has half the fat, but it's twice as tender. It's, see, it's the breed. And I'm like, what kind of breed in this? He goes, it's really muscly. It's a really – he was trying to explain to me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I know about these jacked cows. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's the same type of cow as in bigger, stronger, faster. It's a different breed. It's a Piedmontese instead of a Belgian blue. But I knew about Mm -hmm. the cows being leaner, having less fat, uh, being more tender and stuff like that. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I kind of know what this is. It turns out that a Piedmontese cattle – uh the beef is even more tender Andrew, than you, a Belgian blue or Can anything you bring else up a there. can you can you bring up a picture
1: of um Chad Wesley Smith? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So I think that Hang you know, know the so you know to give people an idea of what this what these cattle look like, they look like the opposite of Chad Wesley Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so they they look more like in SEMA than they look like Chad Wesley Smith. Yeah, that's fair. There's our buddy Chad. We're, he, we're friends with uh, our boy Juggernaut. That's a beautiful or, picture, of our him. boy Jugs. You know what though? You know, honestly, uh, Chad Wesley Smith's got some beautiful uh, blue eyes. So he would be—he does. He—he'd be hard to take out. Like, he's if he also was in, a, a good actor. If he was in the wild, you know, <laughs> he's, a,
0: he's a good actor in his little skits that he did. Oh yeah, he's, like Schwarzenegger uh, skits and stuff. He's super funny.
1: But yeah, in comparison, you know, these Piedmontese cattle would look more like Encima than they mm-hmm. do. Uh, Chad Wesley Smith. So why are you bringing up Chad Wesley Smith? What's the deal with him? Well, before we get to that, we need to drop our uh, (laughs) discount code. Yeah,
2: so higher, higher protein, half the fat, all of the flavor, more tender than anything available. The absolute, just second to none, best beef on the planet. That's Certified Piedmontese. How the heck do you spell that? Well, that's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. Head over there at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 more, you get free two-day shipping. But also, we have a Jacked and Tan Pack. And a deluxe power project bundle that you guys can go check it out. It's some of our favorite cuts. And unlike any other bundle, our promo code actually works on those. So we're not just like, oh, come check out this bundle. Here's 25% off. And then you go to check out and it's like, oh, the code doesn't work. No, it works on the bundle as well. So, um, seriously, best, best, beef, best beef you can get on the planet. <clears throat> go and use the
1: code, go rip them off. Go just know?
2: steal 25% off, dude. That's like almost a quarter.
1: I think so. I get it's halfway there. <laughs> yeah, give or um, take. From my math. 60%. So what's the deal with Chad Wesley Smith? He's angry for some reason. You know, he he um, he came up here one day and uh, he just, he was in the gym and, uh, and SEMA was working out too. And he was like, yo, bro, like, I want to fight you. And SEMA was like, what? And then like, I was like, <laughs> hey, let's do, let's make it official, you know? And so then I had him sign papers and stuff. Vince McMahon got involved. And now they have a match this weekend. They're going to fight. They're going to go at it. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, now, how long has uh,
0: Chad been doing jiu-jitsu? Quite I think he's a he has been doing it for like a week. <laughs> <At least laughs> a week. No, he's
1: Chad so Chad's been uh training in uh jiu-jitsu for a while. Probably about 3 years. Natty Professor, probably about the same amount. Uh Natty Professor is uh officially a purple belt and I believe that Chad Wesley is officially a blue belt. But the belts don't really matter, you know. We know people that uh you know have different different belts and sometimes different belts be different people different dojos have different kind of rules of 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 the quote-unquote passing of the guard type stuff and uh this is going to be awesome you know flow flow grappling is the one who's going to be hosting it so you can look it up online you can check it out but this is going to be sick i i haven't really heard of
0: anything uh like this before. now wait a second this might be a dumb question but is a purple belt above a blue belt or vice versa
1: yes I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A purple belt is a blo- is above a blue belt. I believe you go purple, brown, and then black, I think. I
2: wouldn't know, but I uh Inseema like barely makes the cut for like ultra heavy cuz it's like I think he said it was 225 and then it's like mm-hmm. open the floodgates. So, uh Chad's going to have a pretty good amount of weight on him, you know. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. And what is
1: Chad weigh right now? You know? 290. Uh, <laughs> 290 295 something like that. Yeah. A, a biscuit under 300. Yeah, 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 he's he's What was
0: the big change for uh He's a
1: biggin'. Chad, do you know? Have you talked he to him? He just got about... done with powerlifting, you know? He just just kind of liked it
0: though. He crushed powerlifting.
1: Oh, yeah, he was a savage. Uh, 970 squat, 573 bench, 815 or 830 deadlift. Absolute monster. He also
0: did a total, I believe, in the fastest amount of time or something. like oh, some weird, yeah, 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 Some yeah. weird internet trick, but it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 pounds <laughs> in a minute, maybe? It was something.
1: It was. Was it sa- 2,000
0: pounds in one minute? Like he also he squatted something.
1: like 500 for like 30 reps or something stupid. I mean, he's just a beast. He's got really good conditioning, too. Like, when he would, when, so like, he would do a lot of training in like these condensed periods of time. What I'm excited about is this is like mutant versus mutant, you know?
0: Yeah. That's really (laughs) really what
1: it is. An African American, an African American mutant versus a uh, Caucasian mutant is is a different, is a different thing, you know, because
0: Chad Chad Wesley Smith has done a lot of stuff, right? Like he's done, um, then he used to throw in college and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's very athletic.
1: He's a crazy, he's a crazy athlete. But what I always talk about, not always talk about, but I talk about here on the podcast sometimes is that, You know, like our, our answer to, you know, uh, (laughs) someone who's insanely, um, you know, like our our answer to like, uh, I don't know, like LeBron James is like Gronkowski, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just a different athleticism, right? Yeah. Or or in basketball, it'd be like Larry Bird, like Larry Bird probably weighed about the same as LeBron. He, uh, was probably about the same height, super athletic an all time great, but, uh, (laughs) Just different, a different skill acquisition, you know. And LeBron is going to jump over everybody and smash on everybody, super explosive. And Bird has a different skill set, so I, I find it really interesting that you know you have inSEma By first, by the first glance, you look at someone like insema and you're like, "Wow, there's a great athlete. There's a great that guy. Looks like a complete savage, right?" And then when you look at Chad Wesley Smith, especially during his powerlifting career. I don't think it's screaming to you that he's a great athlete. You know, you're just like, oh, there's another fat guy who's losing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, make no mistake about it. He is a mutant. He is a great athlete. And he's also, you know, people say people are big boned. This guy is big boned. Like he has really, really his knees are so thick that when he was in school, he played like intramural basketball. And they, they wanted to send him home. And his mom came to the school. And, uh, the nurse was like, yeah, look at how swollen your son's knee is. I think he, you know, he fell when he was playing basketball. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's, I think he messed up his leg. And his mom said, no, look at his other knee. <laughs> and his, he's just got big old fat,
0: giant kneecaps and wrists and stuff. He's just a big old kid. Wow. So there, this is a straight up um, jujitsu match. It's a, is it a big tournament? Do you know anything about this?
2: Yeah, so I have it linked in the uh, description. And, but there's a huge card.
0: Let me pull this. up. And you can watch, like, we can watch this tomorrow online. Yep. I have not I totally s- want to watch it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, so it's uh, so flow grappling's who's number one and fight to win. So this is the full card. There's a shit ton of matches, and then so the fight to win submission match. Here's where I su- hmm. it seemed was here somewhere.
1: It's like, it's just uh, it's just awesome. He I know he fights like a little bit later on the on in the day on Saturday. Today is what Friday. Mm-hmm. Is there a main event? What's the main event? Anybody <laughs> we know?
0: Main event. Nicholas. I don't know who that is. Victor Hugo. Yeah, I, don't know.
2: I, I don't recognize the names, but uh, obviously they're. I mean, this is a huge event. Right? Yeah, like this, four- gra-
0: this grappling has gotten really big. I know, like Eddie Bravo has been putting on grappling events yeah. and grappling only and. Um, just grappling by itself has gotten really popular.
2: Lately. Yeah. Dude, my arms are still shaking from that workout, by the way. Like, I, c- was I
1: can't even click the mouse correctly. Fantabulous <laughs> workout. So, Chad Wesley Smith is still young. He's 33 years old. We're going to do a little tail of the tape here. The Natty Professor is 27 and he's six foot two. Um, Chad might be a little taller. I have him listed as six foot. He might be like six one. Um, and then we just made some fun, silly stats for some of the rest of it. But like the you know, uh and SEMA has deadlifted uh seven fifty-five in competition. Um he can't bench worth of shit. Uh <laughs> Chad, you know, Chad is a really well-rounded power lifter and like you put his numbers up against, you know, some of our favorite lifters, some some of the best, and he's like right there with a lot of guys. Uh, he was just an absolute monster when it came to powerlifting.
0: You'd say if he lays across Sima's chest, he has a really good chance of winning because Encima won't be able to get him off?
1: So here's the other thing is that Chad is, is brilliant. Chad is very, very smart. He's very successful in business. He's very successful um, in a lot of ways. He's somebody that like when it came to powerlifting, he came in and out of powerlifting so fast. Like he came in and like dominated and then he left. And then he started coaching people with his uh, juggernaut system but he trained me. He trained me to a five seventy eight bench. He also trained me to a torn pec. So I don't know. I don't know whether I love the guy or hate the guy. Um, but all kidding aside, I mean, he's a very, very intelligent guy. Through his system that he has, I don't know the website. I'm not sure of the app, but I, I think it has something to do with his uh, juggernaut branding. And uh, you know, through through that, he created uh, AI, cr- created some artificial intelligence uh, surrounding programming for lifting. So the, the, the program that he created, it can kind of auto regulate as you're going along with the program. You could be like, you know, you're doing five sets of five, as long as you kind of input the information on kind of how some of these movements went, it will give you the, the percentages and it'll give you the information for your next workout. So super precise, super detailed. And if he's going to be able to do anything to SEMA, I think, you know, he might just have a cool game plan. Um, and he might be able to use that part as his advantage of just being a very intelligent guy. Who do you um, have your money on here? <laughs> you know, um, it's 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 a great matchup, you know, because like ensema is really, really strong. Yeah. And I would imagine like I've never tried well, to grapple with ensema but I, you know, I think he would just rip me apart, since, especially because I have no background with any
0: of that. I think both of the guys are capable of uh, ripping your limbs off
1: yeah absolutely 100 percent. both guys also um both guys also are very calm they have calm demeanor like both guys can lift heavy weights with no music you know they don't need to like rage out and chad was a big proponent of that in his lifting career where he didn't get all hyped he didn't take like pre-workout he didn't now one advantage i would say and and you know the people in the in this area might be mad at me for saying this but like I believe that Southern California may have access to some really, really good, talented uh jujitsu practitioners. And I'm sure that NorCal has tons of great talent as well. Um, but just think about like in terms of the amount of people yeah. in in Southern California, you know, and um it's just kind of my basic understanding. I don't know shit about jiu-jitsu. Uh, but I do remember when we lived in Los Angeles that, you know, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was very prominent in the area. Uh, I don't know if that's still well, the you, case. Hicks and Gracie lives in Santa Monica. Like, that's, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> talking. The, know, the i 'm the best, like, right? Yeah, that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about, you know. Eddie Bravo is in I was um, actually at I was actually at this one right here where these guys are getting after. I got a chance to see I, Chad grapple. And,
0: I do think, however, like, lately... Things have gotten so big that there's really, really good people everywhere. Oh. You know, like with the internet, with yeah, all this stuff that's going on. hundred And even with like bodybuilding, like it used to be like everybody trained at Gold's Venice. That's really changed now too, mm-hmm. where um, all over the country, in every city, there's like a good kind of lifting and training, you know. So these on.
1: guys have never locked horns before. They've never come across each other, each other's path before. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to kind of see, you know, how it all goes down, but. Something else I wanted to talk about, like really cool transformation for Chad. That's kind of what you were mentioning a little earlier. Like, yeah, what was the change for him? Well, I think he just kind of tapped out his potential with powerlifting and was like, hey, you know, what's the difference between 970 and a thousand pound squat? Like, do I really care about that much? And he had the, the uh, he had the intelligence to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to move on and do some other things. Most people don't get out of that sport.
0: It's hard, though, because, like, I just – I love to lift. Like, I love lifting. So it would be hard to, like, not do a squat for, like, two years or something. You mm-hmm. know, like, I- I've been through those times before in my life, and they were the most miserable times in my life. It's not hard for Andrew. So um, <laughs> for <laughs> for me, it would be just be more tough to try to, like, not do something I really like to do. So he still lifts, and he could still throw down with some weights. But, you know,
1: if you were to think about – all the stuff that you're asked to do in these other sports. Like, it's just not, it's just not smart to be smashing yourself with lifting. It'd be you know? really hard to lift heavy and do
0: good at jujitsu. I think like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I know Ensema comes in here and he could still pull weight, but like he's not going to be going, you just don't want to be overtaxing your system. You know, jujitsu is going to take a lot out of you. It's a stressor exercise is a stressor. Um, life in general has its stresses. It's ups, it's down. So you know, it it makes it it just makes it maybe like too much at some point. You know, one thing I do wonder, and I I know from Chad's uh, powerlifting career that he was taking his nutrition fairly seriously, but I wonder if there'll be any factor in there with that. Because I know uh, Ensema is very diligent with his nutrition. Ensema, you know, eats once or twice a day. In terms, he does like a lot of fasting. He's got kind of a short fasting window. Um, he does eat, you know, he does have some carbohydrates and stuff like that in his diet. Um, I, I don't know what Chad currently does, but I remember even when Chad was here, when he was powerlifting, he had prepared meals with him and stuff like that. He was kind of, uh, you know, eat, eating, uh, you know, rice, potatoes, steak and stuff like that. So I wonder if either guy will have an advantage with a particular style of diet or anything like that. Yeah.
0: it would be interesting to see. And SEMA is also very, uh, what I like about in SEMA, he asks a lot of questions mm-hmm. He's very always, inquisitive, uh, yeah. he's very smart and very intelligent as far as like, uh, providing information, but he always, what I like about him, it makes me really kind of drawn to him is that he's always, his eyes. Oh, yeah, sorry. well, he always wants to know like, Voice. well, how did you do that? Or what did you do? Mm-hmm. Or where, where do I get that book? Where do I find that? I think his, uh, he likes never, never ending pursuit of information is what makes him successful. I know it makes him, you know, and then he takes what he, what he learns that's good and he uses it and what's not good he'll just get rid of you know but both guys are coaches too so that's cool you know both
1: i I don't think chad does that as much anymore uh but both guys have like an online presence where they coach and they assist Mm -hmm. and they help a lot of people so it's cool from that perspective too
2: yeah what's amazing about insima is he never gets too up or too down about literally anything you know like uh he'll it sounds arrogant when he pulls 725 and like oh i didn't even mean to do that cool yeah whoops yeah kind of yeah but if you think about it like you know, when he came in second place at Worlds, he was like, like, oh, this is just another step. Yeah. Whereas somebody else could have easily been like, I, I was so close. Like the, you know, looking back at the tape, like there was a couple things that happened that were like, hey, that was kind of illegal what that guy did yeah, never he never said like oh i i won or i should have beat that guy or yeah that kind of crap either
0: right like, yeah oh, yeah he, he very was humble and very nice
2: exactly he didn't get too down but he also didn't get too like hyped on himself for yeah. like you know winning the the previous tournament you know a couple months before so i think that that's also huge so like almost like you know like he just there's no matter what happens he,
0: he's gonna be just fine so I think that's amazing. I think the way they both look at it too is no matter what happens tomorrow, they both learn from it, you know, and they both mm-hmm. grow from it and get, just keep getting better, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it should be should be really cool. I I uh, you know, if I'm going to just pick, you know, I don't want to bet against my boy. So I'm going to say uh going to going to win. I I I can't imagine I can't imagine Insema being being tapped out. So I like I from what I know of his practices and stuff and how everything's been going for him more recently, I can't see him getting tacked out, tapped out, and I can't see him getting, like, outworked. I could be wrong, but that's kind of my take on it. I think that um, he's got – and I haven't seen Chad you know, grapple that much, but I just think that he has – I know he practices a lot, and I got to see him uh, train firsthand, and I see him in here every day, and it seems like he's got all aspects of his game,
0: you know, just firing on all cylinders. You never know, though. Look what happened to uh... – cowboy yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he was firing on all cylinders too and it's just sometimes the other guy comes out better right
1: yeah you never you never you never know you never do know where this uh this shit can take you yeah. Well you got Andrew no just asking you about like uh you had
2: mentioned jujitsu for yourself mm-hmm. a little while ago yeah. what's uh what's what's the uh,
1: what's new in that yeah uh just you know I've been training and I've been uh hitting up my yoga and I've been you know running and doing some stuff you know the one thing is I don't want to be super tired, so I know that from just doing it in the past. I just know that like there's a lot of repetition that's required of, of doing the movements and doing the exercise and stuff. And like I don't want to be blown up from doing like a warm up, <laughs> you know. And I know that they do a lot of drills and stuff when you first get there and stuff as a class. So I'm gonna baby step my way into it, and um, I might have my boy Nico come in, maybe just show me some stuff. Like I, I just there's and I I know I sound like a bitch but like really like <laughs> even just like being on my knees like hurts mm-hmm. even being on my knees on a pad hurts so I don't have a lot of pain in my day-to-day I got like a stiff uh left hip and I got like a right elbow that's a little weird here and there but I, I feel really really good I've gotten myself to a really good spot I don't want to lose that you know I want to make sure that I'm able to continue onward with that and so I'm just trying to kind of train my way into it. I got some running scheduled tomorrow and I'm really trying to be diligent with that. And I've been running for like the last two months. And now I finally feel like I'm getting a little bit better with it. I'm getting used to it. My body doesn't hurt from it. And I'm just going to kind of go from there and then kind of baby step my way in. Mm -hmm. And boxing was more in your wheelhouse. Uh, Why the
2: switch to jujitsu?
1: I just been wanting to do jujitsu for a while. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing yoga and I'm trying, I want to move better, you know, like I kind of, you know, meet people make like a new year's resolution and that was kind of one of mine was just to move better. That was kind of one of my things. I was like, I'd like to be able to move a little bit better. So, you know, what am I doing for It's always the question, you know, what do you like? Sometimes people are like, Hey, I, you know, I, I hurt my shoulder and it's like, okay, well, is you you're doing anything towards that? Are you getting any body work done? You're stretching, you know? Because you really should be doing probably three or four things almost every single day towards towards that. For me, with mobility, you know, I'm still not stretching enough on my own and not moving enough on my own. Uh, But I'm incorporating more full range of motion stuff in my training and then, uh, you know, doing yoga. And unfortunately, I'm only doing yoga like once a week. So I need to bump that up. It'd be nice to do it about twice a week.
2: How about you, board? Did you ever box or do anything like that, like Mark? No,
0: I'm no. too grizzled for that. You I did even, some uh, wrestling. Played football and wrestle, yeah. Yeah, I there did, like, go. football and wrestling in high school. But the thing was, like, I could never run. Like, I've never run in my life. Like, I can't run a lap. So I've I've just never physically been able to run. So that sort of gets all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, out of it for me. Like, the last thing I... You could run a lap. Um, Not really. Not Not without a ton of pain and not... Not you where, ran on the beach with me. Yeah, but not with any good form. My feet turn completely <laughs> in when yeah. I go to run. Like my ankles turn in and my feet hurt really bad. Like my feet hurt really, really bad just standing here. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody will ever get chronic pain until they, until they have it. Mm. You know, people don't, they'll never understand it until it happens to them. Yeah.
2: But if you I know. recall, there was a certain someone named Chris Bell, like a couple months ago, that was having a hard time just walking around, you know, doing our 10 minute walk. Yeah. And you've been walking your face off a lot lately. So is it getting better or is no, it, it just- No, it never
0: gets better. It's just a matter of like the inflammation at the time. Like, does it hurt that day? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I have to be on a carnivore diet to keep inflammation down. I have to take Kratom. I have to do these things to um, keep pain at bay, you know, Mm -hmm. and and sort of stop it. So, yeah, like, I it's it sucks because, like, I want to do that stuff. I'd love to try jujitsu. I'd love to try those things. Um, The other thing that is, like, I could probably, I could, I know I could definitely do jujitsu. I could go into jujitsu and do a class. Mm -hmm. The problem is when you do those things, people want you to run and they want you to, engage in other things you know like so for me when i was in high school and i did wrestling practice they would make you run too much so i eventually quit wrestling because i'm like i couldn't run mm-hmm. you know, so i quit <laughs> and it's like <laughs> i didn't want to quit wrestling and i would have been good at actually wrestling mm-hmm. but they make you run so much that i quit you know in football my coach luckily didn't ever make me run but that made me feel weird because i felt different than all the other kids i didn't have to run with the team i could run sprints but i couldn't run distance got it yeah and so, so and just, i don't know but- i just tend to kind of shy away from things where I mm-hmm. have to run or. But the walking like has definitely
2: gotten better, right? Yeah. Like, cause the inflammation is down now. Or it was, it down-ish.
0: Goes, it's weird. It goes so up and down. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard to, it's, it's, I, I try to beat it as much as I can, but then I have days like today where everything hurts and mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, you don't know what to do. So it's like, it goes up and down. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll be like, I feel great. I feel yeah. the best I've ever felt. You but know, I mean,
2: you also just got back from traveling too. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have fake hips, but if you asked me to go
0: walk yeah, after weird, a trip. I drove you know? to LA and back and I felt great on the days when I did that. And I felt fine. Like, I drove all the way back from LA, got here, and then I felt great and even went for a walk when I got back up here. Mm. But then today, for no reason, I got great sleep last night. Everything was fine. I woke up today, ton of pain. And there's really nothing that sets it apart or or changes it. So I'm trying to figure that stuff out. Sounds
2: outside. like sleep is the culprit.
0: I got great. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, sli- yeah. Getting good sleep is what made me hurt. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems to be backwards, but that, that's why you just keep fighting and keep doing these things, you know?
1: What about your lifting? You notice anything in particular with your lifting? Um, As far as what
0: goes? As far as being hurt, like having pain. I just have to work around it, you know, like today we did shoulders Mm -hmm. and I just worked around it. So I just constantly, I I just constantly work around things and try to engage in something every day that's physical and active. Um, But it definitely sucks. Like I can't have any lifting partners. I can't really train with people because I just, I can't do everything. So it's like I can, but they have to understand I'm going to do something completely different than they're doing, you know?
1: Yeah. You got to do stuff that you feel it's going to fit. You know, you you know, we it's not gonna it's not gonna cost you too much to actually do it. Um, what about like lifting heavy? Like, does lifting heavy hurt?
0: Uh, no, I actually I like lifting heavy because it's one thing I can do. That's like it depends on what it is, but sort of like um, you know, doing some trap bar deadlift doesn't hurt. Doing some squats um, doesn't necessarily hurt. Uh I think uh that it's that harder you... to walk around the block than it is to squat five hundred pounds for five reps to me.
1: Do you think that um do you think that you're just gonna hurt anyway, so
0: you just decide to lift heavy sort of thing? Maybe. I mean, maybe that's it. But there's other things, you know, like um wearing like knee sleeves and different things mm-hmm. that that can help those things. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. I just I like to lift and I've been doing it for a long time. Um the pain the pain part of it gets you get sick of it after a while. You know, we're like today I was like, why do I have this? Like, why, why can't I just be normal? And you get really mad at yourself and you get really mad at the situation. And there's like literally nothing that you can do about it. So I, I've just learned to deal with it, you know? Hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, everyone's body works a little different when it comes to this stuff. So who knows, you know, what's going on or, or what you have, you know, I think you said you have arthritis, right?
0: Yeah. I have arthritis and every time I go to a doctor, they like no doctor ever I went to a doctor and said, Look, I have arthritis, like, it hurts when I walk. This hurts, that hurts, everything hurts, my ankle hurts, my knee hurts. And he just like went, you know, back and forth with my knee, said, oh, your knee's fine, it's a little bit arthritic, but it's fine. Mm. Like that's all they do. And they don't do anything. You right. know? And the only thing that they can do is prescribe you drugs that, that hurt more. So when you know, people say, well, why don't you go to a doctor? Why don't you figure out what's wrong? It's like, yeah, I've been to a bunch of doctors. And yeah. They don't really tell you. You had
1: like knee surgery when you were pretty young, right? Where, where your knees,
0: your knees were in tons of pain then they would swell up a lot of stuff too, right? Yeah. My knees were, well, yeah, I had my knee swell up, you know, bigger than a softball before and they had to drain it, you know, uh-huh. and, and nobody ever goes like, oh, you have this specific issue. Let's fix it. Or, you know, um for example, like Michaela Peterson, she's got like autoimmune conditions. She mm-hmm. has rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that according to what the doctors say, but mm-hmm. sometimes people have rheumatoid arthritis. It doesn't show up in their blood. Mm. And so I don't know if I have something weird or different, but right. you know, my feet, like I just know that everybody else, when they wake up in the morning, their feet don't hurt, their ankles don't hurt, their back doesn't hurt, their knees. Don't, not everything on everybody else hurts. I know that, you know, I and um and I've had days that feel good but they're just few and far between so it's it's a matter of just dealing with it and sort of figuring these yeah, things out yeah maybe it's like part of our family or
1: something because I'm in a lot of pain all the time too mm. my feet hurt my <laughs> my back hurt I mean everything's like hurts but it's not you know it's not crazy it's not debilitating no it's not like making me not want to get up or anything like that yeah
2: how about for the the movements that you do like Chris like you know squat yeah have you ever well not obviously you have but more recently uh, instead of doing the 500 pound squat doing like 225 for a bunch of reps like how does that yeah, feel i
0: can i can do things like that mm-hmm. that's okay does you that
2: know? does that like take
0: a toll on you too or is it just still feel good i have no interest in it
2: <laughs> yeah. you
0: know what i mean i have no interest in like 225 for 20 rep. i just i don't want to do it so it's like um what do you it's like what will you do it's the sort of same like yeah you, you know that's great i like you know uh, meat's cool, but I'm not going to eat it all the time. So like, if you're not going to do the diet, then you're not, you know, it's like, if you're not going to do something, then, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that valuable. So to me, it's like either do it and do it and, and go heavy and, and do what you like to do. Or like, yeah, I just don't like, I don't feel like coming in the gym and squatting with one plate. There's nothing exciting about it at all. Yeah. In my opinion, like, that's just me. That's how I am. I, it makes a lot of sense. I, I have a hard time. And I have, a I I just, I honestly, I, I have a big problem and I know it's a problem. I compare myself to everybody else and I compare myself to not everybody else. Not even that's just normal. I compare myself to people that are like the best in the world at what they do. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel bad that I can't do what the best in the world can do or close to it or whatever. Right. And it's like, we just shouldn't feel that way. But I, I do because that's sort of the world I've always lived in.
2: Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, that's part of why you with two fake hips can still deadlift 600 pounds because you have that mindset. You're trying but,
0: to do something that everybody else is doing. Yeah, You know, I, I, I don't know. I tend to not give myself a break and I'm probably my toughest critic and all that stuff. Uh, too, you man.
2: definitely are. And you never do because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be looking shredded. And you're like, ah, yeah, but I got this or I got that. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. Let's celebrate like how awesome you look right now. Yeah. And then you're like, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> i just i yeah i don't think there's any reason to celebrate you know uh-huh. or until you in, unless you actually do something celebrate you with a steak Yeah, yeah you know I, I just i don't i don't see much reason to celebrate unless you actually get get somewhere and then like do you actually ever get anywhere no do you actually ever <laughs> get anything like i was talking to mark the other day it's like we have these lives and we were always searching for the thing and um mark said i, I was lucky i i knew there wasn't one thing like I knew there wasn't one, you know, people go, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy. When I get that, I'll be happy. And he said he was lucky that he knew there wasn't one thing. And I said, well, I, I didn't know that. And I kept searching for it and mm-hmm. I kept trying to find it. And, you know, with bigger, stronger, faster, I honestly, I thought the answer for everybody. And I said this when I was at Netflix the other day, said, you know, when, when I did it, I thought steroids were the answer and it wasn't steroids, you know. And, and then I thought like, oh, it must be something else. It must be something else. And when I found that, you know, meat... Something as simple as your nutrition could be the answer. Like that totally turned things on its head for Mm -hmm. me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I still get DMs from people about like SARMs and whatnot. And my answer is like, it's, I haven't really figured out the answer, but I just said, you know, SARMs absolutely helped me on the way up. Can they be useful? Yes. Exactly. Are they the thing? No. Because on the way down, what I learned was like, man, I was being lazy with my diet. And then when I got that shit at 10 out of 10, Dude, it was night and day difference, Yeah, you know, like nutrition is, man, it, you can yell from the, you know, all the rooftops and be like, it's the number one thing. It's the most important. People would be like, yeah, but what about a shortcut or what about this? Number one thing,
0: but also on the flip side, we were just also talking about this. It doesn't necessarily fix everything. You know, so it can fix a lot of things, but it's not going to fix everything. Uh, it can make just about anything better, though. I would say, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's it would be it'd be
1: hard to find stuff that it can't make better. Puts you in a more positive environment yeah. to uh, be fixed, and yeah. then also too, from like a, a carnivore perspective, like it's it's hard to like you know have things just be total fact, but if we do try to stick to things like m- meat, doesn't have a lot of properties in it that are going to mess you up. You know there, there are property, properties, there are things that are in vegetables that can make you gassy. There's things in vegetables that can make you bloated. There's things, there's anti nutrients in nuts and things like that. Now I understand also too. You're, that's just looking at like a small subset of what what some of these things actually do, and that just because they have a negative in one area doesn't mean they don't have a positive in another area. But I think a lot of people that are trying to solve mysteries for themselves with their body you know especially people that just want to be in better shape you know stick stick to meat as much as you possibly can if you want to still eat some carbohydrate then try to stick to carbohydrates that are going to be quote-unquote clean that aren't going to interrupt uh your kind of nat your body's natural ability to heal itself you might want to utilize uh you know some intermittent fasting as well because some intermittent fasting i think can go a long way but You know, eating things like rice and eating things like potatoes. I think potatoes are even a little bit better than rice just because they have like kind of more nutrients and stuff. If you're someone that has a tough time with being able to eat enough food, the rice can really be nice because it can help you. It can can encourage you to eat more food. But carbohydrates in general, when you have a lot of different types of carbohydrates in your diet, um, that encourages like too much overeating for a lot of people and they lose control and they end up eating too much. And then we end up with people like being super confused about, you know, why they have so many autoimmune disorders. And I mean, there's so many things that can be cured with simply finding a way to start to eliminate food. And if the carnivore diet sounds crazy to you, then you could maybe even try something like Rob Wolf's paleo solution and kind of go from there. But his it just looks like, you know, everyone's kind of leaning in deeper and deeper and harder and harder towards uh, basically just eating meat. Yeah, you
0: know, meat-based diet where it's it's, like mostly meat. It's really simple and it's really effective and it can help a lot of things, you know? You're right. What about
1: like if, so what about if you were to, um, what about if you were to like, you know, hit a powerlifting meet or something like that? How do you think you would do? Like, do you think that's something that you want to maybe try?
0: Cause you have been lifting, you have been lifting pretty heavy here and there. Me? No, not really. Um, There's really nothing that, a powerlifting meet would do, you know, necessarily Mm -hmm. for me, like just having fun, throwing around some weights here and there. Who care? It's like, um, you know, we used to throw our trophies in the garbage, Uh so we don't really care about that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. Um, I can't bench anything. So to go on a powerlifting meet would be kind of stupid for me. Like, um, my shoulder is blown out. It hurts really bad. um, to go in and get, like, a token, like, oh, I benched 315, Mm -hmm. like, when I used to do it for 10 reps. Like, it it would just be, it would feel shitty, you know? Mm. So no matter what, I don't think a powerlifting meet would fulfill anything. I do think, like, something perhaps like a bodybuilding show or, like, a like men's physique Mm -hmm. or to do something like that would be different because that's out of my comfort zone, first of all. You know, when I did Bigger, Stronger, Faster, if you would have gave me hundred dollars thousand dollars to take my shirt off in front of people Mm -hmm. i wouldn't do it back then when Mm -hmm. i did it um now i do it for free (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know but the thing is it's like i i was just always so embarrassed of that and what i looked like and all that stuff and even though like i guess maybe i have injuries and things that are flawed on my body but I feel like that would be more fun to work out than an actual injury because it doesn't – like my chest is kind of deformed because I tore my pecs several times. My tricep and my shoulder are messed up because I've torn them several times. But it seems like it, it wouldn't be painful to work on those things to try to smooth them out and make mm-hmm. them look better, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't actually hurt me. And then maybe to um, – andrew's point which would be a great point 225 for 20 reps would burn the shit out of my legs and get them shredded so maybe if it was for a different reason Mm -hmm. right like you have a different you now now we put a different focus on we say hey chris get out of the gym and stop trying to be a dumb power lifter It's not helping you go anywhere and you're not even going to compete so why do you even care and get your mindset on this over here i think maybe like turning that corner and focusing on something else may make me be able to like are you in
1: more pain or less pain than when you when you're on
0: painkillers? Um, well, more pain, you know, obviously, because I'm <laughs> I'm not taking anything. Well, I don't know. To, obviously, to, I mean, wash it. Yeah, but you're taking care of yourself in a lot of other ways. It's not counteracting. Well, when you take, so it's hard to say because, like, when you actually take painkillers, when you take the pills, I used to say like the only problem is I run out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's what I, that's what I thought. But they do end up catching up to you and getting to be too much, and there is no real way to manage that. What do they do? do they act, Do they actually block pain, or do they
1: just make you super high, and well, you're, like, unaware of what's going on? A little bit of both. They block. They it, can block some of the receptors. Yeah, it
0: blocks. Basically, the re- it, it, it messes with your opioid receptors, which actually interfere with the signal to the brain telling you to feel better, right? So it's basically intercepting that signal yeah. and saying, like, hey, you know, just feel feel better, feel good, feel this. But what they do is they stop your breathing. They slow your mm, breathing down. Right. And that's the difference with like Kratom. It doesn't it doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. So you can take Kratom and get very similar effects without it really stopping or slowing down your breathing. That's what makes me mad is that like somebody won't go investigate. You have people like me that are in chronic pain and people don't understand why I get so mad about this, but like I'm in a lot of fucking pain. And if somebody would just take the time, money, and effort to go research something like Kratom, there wouldn't, I wouldn't, be in all this pain all the time because we could make kratom that's way stronger and oh yeah maybe you can take three times the dose maybe we don't know the correct dosage yet well uh-huh. also we could we, we we'd have to do some things to it to make it stronger but mm-hmm. you could do things to make it stronger without it being addictive and i think that the fact that nobody's doing that kind of stuff is really egregious in this country you know we, those are things that we should be uh, definitely definitely looking into um, were you in
1: less pain when you weren't lifting as heavy? Cause you didn't start lifting heavy until like more recently.
0: I don't know. It's hard to tell because like, I mean, have you had
1: a combination of having like a good diet in place, having some good sleep? You know, one of the things that I was taught, uh, by, uh, James Smith was you can't change your tissues unless you're willing to change yourself. So like, you can't, can't come in here and annihilate yourself and yeah. then expect there not to be, you know, consequences of it. And especially like, I don't know, like for me, I was coming off like a torn peck, And he's like, if you want your pec to like get back to where it needs to be, you need to stop doing the things that are offending it in the first place and keeping it screwed
0: up. Yeah, I've had long periods of time where I haven't lifted at all and I still feel like shit, you know, I, I right. don't, I don't. I but never... Maybe
1: lifting at all. Maybe that's not a great idea. Maybe just, you know. But I don't know. Have you tried lifting lighter and being on carnivore? That I mean, have you? Well,
0: yeah, I did that kind of all last year, you know, like the whole the whole last year. And it, like I said, it's hit or miss. It feels good once in a while. Like I feel good once in a while when I get it totally nailed and I can say, hey, I'm out of pain completely. Mm-hmm. You know, I got this nailed completely. Um, that's when we're really on to something, you know. Um, but until then, I got to keep saying like, yeah, it's OK. Helps with pain. Um, Kratom helps with pain. Carnivore helps a lot with pain did they fix it a hundred percent? Not yet. Mm. And when it does, and then I'll be sure to tell everybody, but yeah. I'm not going to go around saying like, this will get you out of pain. A hundred percent. Totally. I say like, I posted something about it yesterday. Maybe this is what you need. Yeah. But maybe I don't know how not.
1: normal it is for people to be out of pain. A hundred percent anyway. Hmm. I mean, I like, I remember I went to a Kelly Storette seminar and he said, the human body is designed to live a hundred years and the human body is designed to be pain free. And I was like, what on my body doesn't hurt right now and I was like oh wait I think my forearms don't hurt and then I was like no they kind of hurt too <laughs> yeah I'm like I haven't anything that hasn't hurt you know since the time I started training but I will say this too you know I'll say this as well is that a lot of people that I know that like I you know went to school with and stuff that are similar age they're like in tons of pain they never done anything yeah they never pushed their body anywhere mm-hmm. you know so I think I think a lot of people are in a lot of pain, kind of regardless of what you do. And then if you if you eat like shit, then I've, that's very clear that you're probably going to have uh, some issues. But there's probably some people that eat like crap that have less pain, and there's people that exercise that have pain. There's people that you know have different types of pain, stiffness. Have soreness, you ever heard of, of uh,
0: ibogaine? I have heard of it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I'm I'm inter- on it right now. I'm really interested <laughs> in looking into that. So that um, also helps people get off of heroin and opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, within 24 hours, usually actually people take it It's a schedule one drug in this country. It's highly legal, highly dangerous. Uh, however, we've been seeing a lot of people doing research on it. And we have seen in some of the research that actually can reset your pain receptors. Mm. And if it can actually do that, and um, I'm actually, I have somebody that deals with it all the time and would like me to try it. And I'm considering trying. And if I try it, and it can do that to pain receptors. I think that we're dealing with something like really serious and mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, what he means by resetting pain receptors is just that like my knee, like every time I go to get out of a chair, I'm gonna brace my knee almost because I know it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. when I stand up. But then if I stand up and it doesn't hurt, I'm like, whoa, that didn't that didn't even hurt. And that's kind of what happens is like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these things where you're normally gonna brace because you think you're gonna have pain and you won't you won't have pain in those uh situations mm-hmm. and you actually just keep getting better and better so to me that's really interesting if you could reset pain receptors but however i don't know if it's true or not yet we have to do the research we have to dive in is that safe though because like is pain like it, it
2: sends a signal for a reason right like if if we just got like uh what, what's the shot that they do in football um ah, what, it just like numbs every, cortisone if we just like gave you a cortisone shot every single so time what? and then what happens like it i'm like, talking about
0: resetting your pain receptors so that they don't they don't recognize the previous trauma but it'll, it'll recognize future trauma do you know what i mean okay like you're yeah. resetting the receptors so like it, like okay so say your knee hurts right now and i go boom wave the magic wand your receptors are all reset when you go to stand up well you're not going to go to brace your knee because it's not going to hurt you're just going to stand okay, up I see right what you're saying now yeah but then if you go in and you smash your knee in the gym then you're going to feel that and it's going to, you're going to continue mm-hmm. to feel it from then on. Okay. But then each time you do the iboga, you're resetting the pain receptors. Now, like I said, I don't know how much this is told to me by a shaman that uses this hasn't been something that I've vetted out scientifically. And mm-hmm. so I'm working on looking into it more scientifically. If people are interested in ibogaine or iboga, there is a really interesting vice documentary. It's on YouTube for free. It's like an hour long and it shows people going through this iboga ritual, but they mainly talk about it for getting off of opioids.
2: Well, I mean, you're already calling it iboga, so I think you're already
0: you're, you're in.
2: <laughs> you're, you're in the in. inner circle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, iboga is the so.
0: shrub or the bush, right? It's called iboga, mm. and then ibogaine is the actual mm. drug name it's of it,
1: I guess. Pretty rare to find bushes these days. <laughs> they shave them all off, I know. <laughs> they got rid of all of them. Yeah. They, they they disappeared. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like I guess like my kids I haven't really heard them talk about any sort of weird pain but like my wife's in pain i'm in pain like i think everyone's got a little something but i guess it maybe just depends on the degree i think it's
0: different when it comes to walking i think like mobility like so my feet really hurt right Mm -hmm. now just standing here they kill my knees kill standing here it it sucks to stand here like i don't want to be my back hurts i don't want to be standing here i'd rather be sitting down right so like that's what i'm talking about it's like Ninety percent of the time, you'd rather be sitting down. That pain kind mm-hmm. of sucks because it just makes you a, a yeah. sitting down loser.
1: You know? Yeah, it's it's a chronic pain that you have to kind of uh, fight against all the time. What if like just training lighter? What if something would help? Would you try to do it for a while? Like, would you give it like? I don't know. I like I just we, yeah, I see I mean, you work out all the time, and I'm seeing you like doing some of these heavy weights. And I'm just like, why? Like, why? Just why I know why I understand why I don't think that's what's doing
0: anything though. Mm. I I, like, I, I guess because I do that and I feel fine when I do it, Mm -hmm. I feel like I just have like, I, I just have pain. Like for example, my shoulder pain has nothing to do with me deadlifting or squatting anything, Mm -hmm. any amount of that I bench that I squat or deadlift. Why would that affect my shoulder to the point where I can't lift it up over my head?
1: Right, but your shoulders hurt for a decade or so, and you injured it or something, right? It tore something for a years. tricep or something like that. and some But, are... I,
0: but I, yeah, and, and so it, it kills, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't do things with my upper body. Um, but then the things that I do with my lower body, like squat and, and deadlift and stuff like that, um, my, my knee hurts. So uh, my knee will hurt sometimes really bad. And when I go and squat and deadlift, it actually starts feeling better. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, Mm. I don't know what to do. Didn't you tweak your knee doing a deadlift or no? I, well, or was it already hurt? It's, well, it's always hurt. Oh, okay. You know, and then I tweaked it more doing a heavy deadlift. Yes. I think you can hurt, you can get hurt lifting, obviously. You think, uh, some of it has to do with just like surgeries? Like you had surgery on your
1: knees when you were young and maybe that has kind of always set everything off a little bit maybe that's where a lot of the pain like do you think you needed surgery when you were i don't know a teenager or whatever it was
0: probably not but i don't think that surgery did much it was just an arthroscopic mm. knee surgery i just think i haven't found good doctors that have any clue what's going on yeah. with me, like pain wise i just right. i've never found anybody that's like said you know what this is what's going on with you like mm. nobody ever knows it's always right. uh up in the air you know it's always a guess. Doctors are always like, oh, you tweaked something. You're like, yeah, I know that. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but came it, to that conclusion too. But I think the kind of pain that I'm in, like the fact that my, sho- like my shoulder hurts, but it doesn't heal. I think there's a, there's a bigger, there's bigger problems going on, you know? And I don't know what they are. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think that, you know, when you tear something though, it's not going to, you know, it definitely won't grow back. And, you know, some of the stuff with like, Stem cells and some of this stuff like I've had stuff like that done. and It doesn't I don't think it does anything. I don't think there's any hope
0: when it comes to a lot of these things. I think what we there's mentioned earlier, literally about... no scientific evidence that stem cells work at all. Yeah, I don't think there's it's... none. There's zero like they work. There's a couple things that they work for and that mm-hmm. they're approved for. I forget even what it's approved for, like one thing. And then it just does not work mm-hmm. for anything else. Like um, CBD. It works for one thing. It works right. for seizures in children. Doesn't do anything for pain. Doesn't do anything for anxiety, anything for depression. Not that a study says, not that can be proven by science. Would you maybe say
1: that like a painkiller is just like a huge distraction in some weird way? Like, um, like someone's depressed and then you're like, Hey dude, here's 2000 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, do you think it's kind of like that in a way? It's like a temporary, like, Oh cool. And then the
0: next day you're back to being fucking depressed. You can say something like Kratom is like that too. Yeah. Because even Takes though a little ride, even though it's natural, it's just distracting you from the pain. It's not actually healing the pain. Well, oh, some
1: painkillers are probably fairly natural too, right? Um, I don't know anything about. No,
0: them. not really. I mean, aspirin is okay. made from like white willow bark, and that's about it. And then mm. everything else is going to be pretty much uh, synthetic. But I mm-hmm. think that um, uh, what was the question? <laughs>
1: yeah, Uh just you know, like it, it is you know a painkiller, maybe just like oh a distraction. yeah, a distraction.
0: Yeah, I think totally it's just bringing you further away from the pain but the pain is still going to be there unless you do something to fix it mm-hmm. the problem is i don't know what to do to fix it yet and i just haven't figured that out yet um so crypto guns asks if you've tried
2: a uh, trigger point specialist but like yeah a million of them you're okay so i was going to ask uh, like them. what what kind of like yeah body work you've, have you gotten Everything. done yeah, Literally. I,
0: pretty much everything. Yeah. And yeah, I go to quite a bit. I of that go to a done. guy um, now that does like ART and mm. different, you know, kind of all those different kind of things. So I've been I've been to all of that stuff. You know, um, none of that's really helped. Mm. The things that really help are just practical, easy things like sitting in a hot tub helps, you know, stuff like that. That those are things that really tend to move the needle because they relax you. Yeah. Like you're they, just chilling. Yeah, it's like, well, you're in pain, you just go sit in a hot tub, it, it gets better. Kratom really helps for the time being, right? It gets you out of the pain mm-hmm. and then, you know, you can continue to do whatever. But I what I like to tend to do is like take Kratom and then warm up and start doing a workout and then my whole body will feel good for a while, you know, after I do like yeah, a workout. I, I love
2: mind bullet, but I haven't really noticed any um alleviation and pain from it though you have to take a lot of it that
0: would explain a lot you know i take six to eight capsules at least at a time so i've never felt anything for pain relief with two capsules either Mm. because i've never taken that little Mm -hmm. yeah i only take like three but that's just to get work done so yeah that makes a lot of sense it's hard because like we can't give out dosing information we can't tell people like what to take or what you know whatever but um in my experience yeah we we just say take one or two of them (laughs) yeah because that's what you have to say but in my experience with Kratom, you take, you take a good amount of it and it really helps with pain, you know,
1: especially if you have, you know, some severe pain going on, you know, um, have you, uh, like messed around with like, um, like, uh, I don't know, say do doing like three to five things for yourself each day towards being in less pain. Um, you know, like trying to lift a certain way, trying to stretch, uh, you see a lot of people kind of like foam rolling and, Doing it's, some stretching. And it's some really different frustrating because
0: when you're in pain, there's not a lot that you can do that's comfortable that gets you out of pain that doesn't suck really bad to do. So it's like, well, what, you know, what is it that'll make you feel out of pain, you know? And um, some things are simple that you can do. Like even just um, like when I wake up, my back is so stiff. Mm-hmm. And if I just sit propped up against a wall, for like five minutes that does a that does insane things to fix mm-hmm. the amount of pain like just sitting up against a wall with my back straight but how many times like but that's kind of a pain in the ass and not something you often do so a lot of times like i forget to do these things mm-hmm. that are really easy that can get you out of pain right and i think that i need to start i need to remember uh to do some of them because some of them are really easy just like that like sitting up against a wall or doing something like that but i kind of like try all day to get out of pain like i i try different things all the time to try to alleviate pain they ju- nothing really works mm-hmm. all that well you know yeah
1: and it, well it's hard when you're in pain because it's hard to get momentum well you just don't feel like,
0: you don't feel like doing anything right. i think that's something that people need to recognize
1: i would have came in here and did like you know you see like sully and some of those guys warm up or the way like Filipino Thunder used to warm up, you know, he would roll and fucking do all this stuff all day. And it's, it's pain in the ass and it sucks. But do you have any hope that some of those things, uh, would assist? Like a lot of athletes do it. Like I don't do it cause I don't fucking care. I just like want to, I just want to work out. Um, but I probably should It's probably still be in my best interest. I'd probably still be in less pain and I'd probably still be, I'd probably be a little bit more mobile.
0: If I just came in and rolled around and moved around and stuff?
1: Yeah, just, you know, did like, I don't know, like you see people, they take like a step and then they grab their knee and they fucking pick it up. And just uh, you'll see Sully sometimes he's up against the wall and he's got his like feet up and he's getting like his hamstring. His hamstrings are like stretching or Smokey will lay down with a band. This is going to sound so messed
0: up. But Luke Hawks came in here the other day and he said, I I never see you warm up. You just go one plate, two plates, three plates, four plates, five plates, and then you leave. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know. Because if I do the stuff, like if I come in here an hour early and I come in here to roll around for an hour, I'm exhausted after an hour and I need to go home. But what if that's the answer though? Well, then that's, that would be, then I wouldn't be in, I don't think I'd be in good shape, but I think that. Well, if it's exhausting, maybe you would be. I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain from doing, like, I can't be on, when I'm on my feet for a long time, I'm in pain. So for me, if I come in, I kind of bounce, you know, it's like bounce around for an hour and do these things. I just won't feel like lifting anything after an hour. I'll be like, well, I'm, I'm kind of spent, I'm done, you know? And so I don't know. I like to lift. So I come in and lift. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's part of my meathead mentality mm-hmm. and, I'm, I'm, and I'm stuck in it, you
2: know? Yeah. Maybe after that, you know, that solid warm up, you will look at 225 or 315 on the squad and be like, you know, like, yeah, that will, you know, that's my limit for today. You maybe, maybe, just Do you know maybe. what I mean by it
0: doesn't excite me, though? Just like, I don't maybe care. on
2: that day when you're like, you know what? I did a lot of shit for my body, and now I'm going to go still crush some weight that not everybody can do. Don't care what your little brother can squat that day. Yeah. Don't care what whoever else is in the gym that day. But, like, yeah, what if, like Mark said, like, what if that is, yeah, it's a baby step, right? You're probably not going to feel a difference if you did that for the next, like,
1: three months. But then eventually, maybe a little bit like trying to get somebody momentum with their food, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they it's a lot of work. Like we all know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for for little to no reward. <laughs> and what if you do it for a month and you get no reward? Like what if you tried the carnivore diet and you didn't lose 1 pound?
0: I think a lot of people experience that. You're going to fucking
1: get, give up. they you get know mad and they go off of it. I now. tried the keto diet like the bells said or I tried the carnivore diet like they said and I didn't lose anything, and you're like, "Fuck, man! I I don't I didn't learn nothing. I didn't make any more progress. I'm not any further ahead, and it uh, it pisses you off, you know. Like I'm not doing anything to help my reading issues. You know, I'm not reading. You know, and it's just like I have, I will, I do, you know, on occasion. But could I make that part of my, you know, daily routine to where I bring yeah. that up a little bit and maybe. Maybe it would assist me. Maybe it would make me happier. Maybe it would make me smarter. Maybe it would make me stronger. Maybe it would uh, help me with relationships. Maybe it would help me with all kinds of stuff. It's like I don't want to fucking
0: read. Why do you think you don't do it? Because you don't. Because I'm not good at it. It doesn't excite you. It's not.
1: it. The same reason why I don't stretch. I'm not mm -hmm. good at it. You know, it doesn't. You know, Jeff. It's like Jeff, you know, Mm -hmm. that that, uh, worked here. He's going to stretch all day because he can be like, hey, check this out. (laughs) And check this out. Hey, did I show you guys this? Hey, what about this? Quit showing off. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's, it, it is, it's very difficult to gain momentum towards the things that you're not, uh, pumped about. Mark Cuban talks about it and he says like, you know, people try to talk about, uh, doing things you're passionate about. And he's like, he's like, I don't think you should worry about really what you're passionate about. I think you should do shit that, that you love, you know, the things Mm -hmm. that you love to do and things you like to do. He's like, that's probably where you're, the things that you like to do is probably already where you're spending your time. So it's easier to turn that into a thing, not necessarily monetary every time, but it's easier to turn that into a thing. You were into some technical aspects, uh, videography, mm-hmm. taking pictures. You were into music, rap, audio, and then mm-hmm. it's like what connects on there? Mm-hmm. And It's like this connected <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. seventy five different ways, right? And it's like right. boom, it just smashed all together. You yeah, know?
2: but when it when it comes to reading and your abilities, or you know, whatever, what uh, lack of, I guess we'll say, but. Is there any Well now I can't see which is perfect. That yeah that helps. <laughs> um but is there anything preventing you from getting better at it? No, just just not just not practicing it enough. Yeah, so the first time that I seen you in person, you had you you know, you doing your speech and it, you said something that like totally clicked in my head that no one ever had said before. Nobody ever told me that it was possible, but you're like everybody possesses the ability to get stronger. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. No one had ever, I mean, obviously you're talking to a crowd, but nobody ever told me something like that. And, you know, I posted this on our Instagram the other day, like, yeah, you right now, everybody listening right now, you have the ability to get stronger and it's not just in the gym. But so that's why I was saying, you know, like you, there's nothing that's stopping you right now from becoming better at reading. Right. Right. You know, No, we, absolutely.
1: So in, in any aspect. You take, and you take ownership of it, you yeah. know, and then like, uh, You know, like, I don't know, like, I you try to think about, like, I probably don't even know what it could possibly do for me. You know what I mean? There's probably some things that it could do for me that I would agree with everybody and say that actually would be super cool. But I'm not into reading enough to even get momentum to the point of, like, enjoying it. But I also, admittedly, don't ever try it enough. Mm -hmm. And it could be similar with, like, you know, mobility work could be similar with somebody for diet where they're like i've tried everything and you're like mm-hmm. no 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 you, you haven't really tried everything because if you tried everything you wouldn't be fat anymore if you tried everything you would be able to read better um if you like have you ever tried to not eat for a week like i know it sounds irrational but have you ever tried it you ever tried to not eat anything for one week and if you tried that and you still didn't lose any weight then maybe you have tried everything but that would be really rare i think People have to take ownership of it and say, you know what, these are things that, you know, I would like to improve upon these things. How do I improve upon these things? Okay, can I afford to do two or three things for this every day, even if I fucking hate it? Yeah, I think. That makes it hard.
2: Yeah. And so I think like for me, like a physical book is like, you know, the stretching the warm up. And then the audio book is just going in and going heavy. Which, <laughs> right, which, which right. one do I gravitate towards yeah. right away? Right. So I think that's kind of like what you're saying. Right. Or like, why am I going to waste all this time to be bad at something when I can just go jump to the thing that I'm already thriving in?
0: Yeah. I already like it. I'm already good at it. And, yeah. And it's also like really um, the work, like the, the hard work. The hard work isn't the one plate, two plate warm up. The hard work is the five plate. So I want to get right there, do mm-hmm. that. And then then I'm done. Mentally, you know? it's taxing as hell, though.
2: What is? Putting on the one plate and then going for, like, 25 reps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: That kills. Yeah, you don't want to do
2: it. You don't want to. Yeah, so I, it's, it's just a different type of work.
1: I remember seeing Matt Vincent, you know, years ago. Like, just he would show all his warm-ups and he'd show all the shit that he did. And, you know, he's a two-time Highland Games champion and stuff like that. And I was always like, man, like, that guy just, he just deserves that. You know, he deserves he deserves to fucking win those championships. Cause like I, I would never do any of that shit. Like I don't mind loading up a bunch of weight. I don't mind sticking needles in my arm. I don't mind uh, eating whatever I need to eat. And while I say that I'll do any and everything to get better, I'm a liar. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent committed to any one thing. I do like to commit myself on certain things and hone in and focus and try to be as successful as I feel is like reasonable But once it starts to become too unreasonable, then I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it makes it hard, right? Like if you don't want to do something, Mm -hmm. it becomes impossible. Right. Literally impossible.
1: Right. And again, like if you're trying to get momentum towards something, then you just got to figure out like what is something that you could do maybe for, and that's why I always promote walking. It's like maybe you can get movement with some walking. But as Ethan has laid out to us before and as uh, Keto Gains has laid out to us before on this podcast, it's when you're that heavy and you're in tons of pain and it's a thing to get up when you're 500 pounds, then it's just going to be – it's it's just going to be insurmountable. You're going to be like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. But I still think that you've got to figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know. I don't always know how. I don't have all the answers on how you can do it but if you can find something to get you momentum in that direction it could be your food it could be your sleep it could be your exercise it could be some find some activity or something that you can grab a hold of and it might not be very
2: welcoming either right like there's there'll be
1: some resistance to it it might suck it most likely will suck
2: yeah
0: <laughs> gonna go see a movie gonna go see fantastic fungi oh my god mm-hmm. did you get tickets already yeah, I got I got tickets. You want to go? There you yeah, go. Yeah, I think so. It's at
1: six o'clock. Oh my god! I'm gonna go with Sheldon. Yeah, we should get out of here and eat some food. Jake's always asking a lot of questions about that, so be good to get high with him and bring him to that. <laughs> Let's
0: take him to that. He can't so, say that on air. He would love I it. Think I think can. <laughs> you know what though? Honestly, <laughs> no. I, I honestly think what, like what no, a smart. smart what, you know? what a smart thing! Like as a father. Your son has just turned 16, like, right? And and now he's getting into the point where he will deal with mental health issues and all the things that come with being a teenager mm-hmm. and growing up and all that, yep. right? So, like, what if you do see this movie and say, you know what? That would actually be okay for my son to do if he ever needs it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. to know about it and be educated about it, I think it's a it's a really smart move. And I think yeah. more people need to educate. Like, so while some people might go, that's crazy. You couldn't, you know. does like,
1: Does Joe Rogan use you know some of these things like mm-hmm. do people admire and look up to joe rogan we know joe rogan a little bit we don't know him that well but does he seem like a really good dude yeah. does he seem like he cares about humanity and cares about other people kyle kingsbury he's like one of our favorite people does he live a different life than we do yeah sure yeah. he does but he's, he's also always happy he's yeah <laughs> well and he's a former fucking cage fighter who's had like a you know it, it, he has had a difficult life you know but he is you're right he's happy he's excited about every day and we know people that aubrey marcus right i mean we know people that i'm not promoting the products either but like it, i i never think of them as a big deal i actually think that you know some of the best music some of the best art some of the best things that this country's ever had have come from people being high or drunk you know, who knows, like the United States Constitution and all the great rules and laws that were uh, amended in that, you know, hundreds of years ago, which they haven't fucking changed hardly any of them since that point. Those guys were probably loaded. Yeah. <laughs> those guys were probably
0: drinking. You know, those I guys are probably doing something. Makes a lot of sense that animals are our food and plants are our medicine. If you look at these mm-hmm. plant medicines and all the things that they're doing to help people, it's incredible. Stacks up.
1: Mm-hmm. Where can people find it, Andrew?
2: Uh, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. I'm trying to get active again. I have I've, I've been focused on the podcast so much that I just I haven't posted anything. But it's at I am Andrew Z. But please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project. Um, that's on Instagram. And then one thing, really, really quick, uh, we asked you guys for. Um, to help us out with ratings and reviews on itunes you guys have responded uh somebody i want to give a quick shout out to is tomcat 81 uh he says love this show quote kind of love and hate this show oh wait a second just kidding i always used to jam out to music on the commute to and from work now i'm addicted learning a lot learning a lot about stuff i never knew i get to listen to some crazy poop stories Mm. on a serious note this show has taught me taught me some things that i utilize not only in fitness but in life too, Tomcat eighty one. Thank you so much. If you guys listening right now, if you want to hear your name and your, your review read on air, dr- go to iTunes right now. Drop us a rating and review, and you could hear your name on air just like Tomcat eighty one, Christopher Bell. If somebody wants to get in touch with you. How can they
0: do so? I'm on Instagram at Big Strong Fasted, and people can just hit me up there. There you oh, go. On Twitter. I uh, on you know,
2: stuff. actually, people didn't see this image that you had sent me, Mark. I going hmm. to post this up. Tail the tape. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, who do you guys got? You never said. Oh, transema all the way, especially if it's not drug tested. What round, bro? (laughs) I don't even. I haven't even watched. Like, yeah, they have. Like, I don't have any idea. Like. The only jiu-jitsu that I know of is just like what happens in the UFC. And even then, I just have to pay
0: attention to what Rogan's saying. I'm going to go with uh, Chad Wesley Smith on this one, and I'm just never going to come here again. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) what would happen, right? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Insima. Every time you see
2: Insima, you just kind of walk the other way. I'm just messing with him. Uh, Real quick, Insima actually did text me. He uh, he sent me a link. I didn't double check it, but about uh, Tom Segura going full carnivore as well now, too.
0: Sick. Oh yeah. So Tom Segura is going full carnivore, and he had massive, massive diarrhea. And he texted Joe Rogan <laughs> and said, "This diarrhea is amazing." He was like, "Astounding." He said, "You know what though? I actually, I actually think that." And well, and they wanted to come up with a new name for it. Doctor Baker put up a contest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. And what somebody that was. came up with Carnaria, which I thought was the that was like the first comment. I thought Carnaria is a great name. Whoever that came up with that, good. that's a
1: great one. It kind of sounds like a Mexican recipe. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Carnaria by Andrew Zaragoza. (laughs) Carnaria. I'll
1: take it. The, uh, you know, I I actually, like, I experienced that, like, a couple times doing a carnivore diet, and I actually, it's gross, but, like, I actually felt like it was, like, helpful. Yeah, it
0: it blows it out.
1: It blows everything out. I mean, people, like, people take dieters tea, right, to, like, help blow it out, and that, like, makes you have crazy, crazy diarrhea, so... I, you know, it's inconvenient. It's not fun. <laughs> you can't
0: trust a fart for a little while, but it usually goes away pretty quickly. I also find if people avoid coffee and cream and MCT oil and things like that in their transition. It can really help a lot. Yeah, it really helps. And avoid cheese, anything that, anything that you can blow out. Don't eat it with your meat. You know, yeah. just eat red meat and water. Be really strict on that. I think that that helps a lot also to out of
1: nowhere eating 300 grams of protein when you're used to only eating like a hundred is a huge change a really and then eating tons of fat out of nowhere is a, a really good change.
0: way in is kind of fast yourself in or eat like one mm-hmm. or two meals like eat a little bit less a day when you're first diving in so you don't have such massive diarrhea
1: yeah and then also just uh, a little bit of some more information on like a carnivore style diet you're eating whatever meats that you want that could include everything from bacon to sausage to chicken to Whatever. People make a big deal about eating chicken. I don't think it fucking matters. You know, eat, eat whatever meat that you want. Get comfortable with the food. Get used to it. Don't worry about fasting. If you're just starting out on the diet, it's always something you can adjust to later. You got eggs, You got bone broth, you got butter. Um, again, if you're just starting it, like maybe it's not a great idea to introduce a crazy, crazy amount of fat. So take your time with it and get used to it. And then I hear people saying like, oh man, my energy, like I didn't have enough to get through a workout. Well, just eat more. You know, people, when they get on a diet, they're always, they're always trying to eat a lot less and they're weighing shit and they're trying to be methodical with it and they're just not eating enough. Um, If you're only eating once or twice a day and you're not used to dieting and you're only eating a little bit of meat, like that ain't going to work. You got to really get in a lot of food. Make sure you're getting in some salt. You can just salt your foods if you want. You can take it a step further and throw some salt in uh in some of your uh water and stuff like that. If you want to take it a step further, you can go to uh perfectketo.com and you can check out uh, all the great products they have on that website including they have a uh they they have a electrolyte capsule that you can take and take a couple of those every day and that can help you have uh sodium, potassium, shit like that is in there. But, you know, again, it's if you're feeling like exhausted and you're feeling messed up a lot of times it's your sleep, a lot of times it's your training, and it's not always necessarily your diet. And also like if you have like headaches or some of these weird things that people experience, it's usually just an adjustment away from the carbohydrates more so than it is an adjustment with the meat. Day number 38, World Carnivore Month or World Carnivore, uh, Carnivore 100. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, kind of made a new challenge to a lot of people. A lot of people have been following along with that, really appreciate it. You can go to my Facebook page and you can check out some stuff over there. Uh, Mark Bell's Carnivore Challenge. You can also check out markbell.com if you want to follow along for the way that I'm lifting and the way that I'm living and the way that I'm lifting and, and doing nutrition and all that shit. Uh, you can go over there and check all that out. In addition to that, you can check out my Instagram, which is at Bell, and I'm putting up a vlog every single day on my YouTube channel it is a giant pain in the dick but I'm getting it out there for you guys. Hopefully you're enjoying it. We're seeing more and more views all the time. So that is much appreciated. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch y'all later.
0: Bye.